good issue for all women. Hello there, Hannah here to introduce you to this episode of The Sunday Chops. In it, I'm talking to the excellent actor Ruth Sheen, who doesn't do that many interviews and had never done one for a podcast before, so I was doubly chuffed that she agreed to chat to me. If you find yourself wondering, where do I know that name from? The answer, as you'll find out, could be literally anything. She works with Mike Lee a huge amount. She's been in Inside Number 9. She was in It's a Sin, in The Nevers, in Unforgotten. And this weekend, she's about to join the cast of Strike, which is back for a fourth series on The Beeb tonight. Hope you enjoy this podcast and the rest of your Sunday. Until next time. I am joined by actor Ruth Sheen. Thank you so much for being on not just our podcast, your first ever podcast, you just told me. So thank you, Hannah, for inviting me. I'm very happy to be here. We were actually talking about you on this podcast not that long ago, or I was talking about you, with Jim Howick, who you were in... Oh, oh Jim, yeah. The Trial of Elizabeth Gadge with. Inside Number Nine. Yeah. yeah. Tell me what that was like, working with those guys. Funnily enough, though, just I actually listened to Jim's talking about ghosts, Yes. So, because I thought I just need to sort of see what it's like when uh, people talk on podcasts. So, um, <laughs> I did listen to them, and I, th- I actually was thinking about when we did um, Elizabeth Gadge for Inside Number Nine, which I really love doing. It's fantastic programs. Mm. Um, Inside Number Nine, they're so clever. Yeah, the boys are so good at do it. You know, Reese and um, Steve. Yeah, the pair of them. I love both of them. They're great. This isn't just your first podcast. When I was having a route around, you don't do that many interviews either. Not not that many. No, no. I mean, I have in the past, but I, lately I haven't. I do stuff if it's for, like, when I've done stuff with Mike Lee and that and we go have to go somewhere with a film, Yeah. then I do quite a lot of interviews then. But I don't generally, over here, do, do any. <laughs> no, <laughs> not really. I like to just, like, let my work speak for itself and um, keep out of the way. Uh, well, it's been great really? to have you. Thanks for being here, Ruth. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I thought I'd have a go anyway and see, see. One of the reasons we're here is because next week you are back on our TV in the new series of Strike, playing a new yep. character, Pat, who I have to yep. say, I've seen it. I love her. She's, she's no nonsense, but she's got a nice side about her. But she's also no nonsense, which I really enjoy. What, what what drew you to that role? Well, the funny thing is, I've always read the Strike books, which I really like. I mean, I suppose what I really liked about the Strike books was the relationship between Strike and Robin. Mm. Um, I just think that that's a really lovely bit of writing, the way that their relationship or their non-relationship, but their strong relationship with each other, how it, how it works. I just think that it's very uh, well done. So I always liked reading the books, and I always watched the programmes, funnily enough. Yeah, when it come up, yeah, I really fancied doing it. I just, um, I liked her. I liked her that she, I mean, she's slightly different from the book, really. She's not exactly the same. But I, I liked the fact that she is, no nonsense she's very efficient she's um organized she wants to organize the office and although she comes across as not liking strike in the beginning 
she obviously has got a soft spot for him and I think uh, that develops as the episodes go along. Mm. Yeah, unusually, so... because there is another strike book out there, you know what's coming. You know you've got quite an exciting plot line coming in the, in the next one. Well, funnily enough, when um, we were filming it, uh, the new book wasn't out, so I didn't know if I was just in that mm. series or whether there'd be more. I didn't really know. Just before we finished, the new book must have been sent out to producers or whatever because somebody did say to me, you're in the next book, your character's in the next book. And I thought, oh, that's good. And, um, yeah, anyway, I've read, I have read the, the book. Um, yeah, so there's quite um, a lot going on in the next book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, for Pat, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I read it not that long ago. You were a really interesting actress, I think, because you do... I mean, loads of stuff, loads and loads and loads of stuff. Actors quite often say to me that people come up to them and say, what is it I recognise you from? I would imagine for you that's that's even even stronger because you've been in so much stuff. I mean, you've been in Call the Midwife, you've been in Misfits, you were in It's a Sin, you've been in Brassic, you were in A Street Cat Named Bob. I mean, all big popular stuff. People always think they've worked with me. Like, if I'm in a shop, someone says, did I work with you? Did you used to work in such a place? So most people think that that they know me mm. from work or from a shop or... Yeah, they don't always think they know me from telly. And then some people do. And then they say, oh, what have I seen you in? And I was, I was going, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll just say the last thing that perhaps was on, you know, because yeah. I think, oh, well. They, they might have seen that, yeah. People are generally really nice to me, actually. I don't think I've ever had anybody be nasty. Not that I go on social media or anything like that, so, you know, oh, yeah, I don't know what they say. It's such a smart choice, Ruth. It's such a smart choice. It's such a, yeah. such a terrible place. I mean, I don't even go on Facebook or any of, you know, Instagram. I don't do any of them, no. I mean... My sister always tells me if there's like family stuff or she'll show me the photos mm. of family that I haven't seen. She says, oh, they've been on Facebook. I go, well, let's have a look. And she will show me on her phone. I feel like I don't need it in my life, mm. all that. And I, I, I find it quite worrying, all that sort of um, nastiness. I just think, you know, we need to be kind, don't we, really, to people? And uh, no, you couldn't be doing with it. Earlier this year... Sorry, my cats are being an, uh, a bugger because I've got my door open. <laughs> Although you must be used to that. You've worked with a cat. You worked with Bob, the actual Bob in a street cat. Uh, I Bob. did work with the actual Bob and he was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. listen to that, and, cats. Um, <laughs> he was. He was very good. He was a little bit um, tetchy. He only liked certain people. But um, he was very good at sitting on um, the shoulder. He was a little bit um, touchy. Yeah. Had, had the fame uh, gone to his head? <laughs> yeah, aloof. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I used to have cats, but they, unfortunately, they got very old and died. Yeah, we had two cats. We loved our cats, but we haven't got any more because it was so painful when they died. <laughs> no, it is. It is. I've got two, yeah. and they are absolute mischief personified. I'll close doors, and they manage to work out ways to open them and come in. <laughs> they are. There is no. There is no room that then that they won't go in. There's no meeting that's important enough that they won't interrupt <laughs> quite right yeah. yeah they are terrible i want to ask you about something uh, earlier this year i spoke to Anne dowd the 
actor who is absolutely incredible. And we had a really interesting conversation. She was in her late 30s and, you know, still working a part-time job as well as acting. And she said that she got to a point where she just thought, I might have to knock this on the head. I don't think this is this is going to happen for me. And then she said she had a voice in her head that just said, just keep going, keep going, it will happen. And a couple of years later, she got a role in compliance and it did happen. And now she's one of the busiest actresses in, yeah. in the world in her 60s. And I wondered what your experience was, because there's no doubt that I see more of you now than I did 20 years ago. Has How, how has it been for you? Well, when I first started, I just did theatre and... I did it for about six years, and then I thought, oh, if I um, don't get any more work, I'm just going to do something else, because I was getting a bit fed up that I couldn't get anywhere, if you know what I mean. I auditioned for Mike Lee, and I did end up doing a film with him called High Hopes, and in a funny sort of way, I mean, that was 30-odd years ago, Suddenly my life changed from doing that film with him. And then I did go on to work with him another six or seven times. So it was like my life did change as, a, as an actor. But I think as I've got older, I have got, yeah, the last few years I've got, I've actually been more busy. I've like had more work, more different stuff and, mm. um, yeah, it's been quite enjoyable in a funny sort of way. You know, you you, you know, I I was doing stuff, but not not that much in a sense of you know, I do a couple of jobs and then I won't have work for ages and ages, and then get another little job. And you sort of, you know, when I first started, yeah, I I did have two jobs. I had like acting job and I worked in an office, but you sort of just kept plugging away. There wasn't anything else I really wanted to do. So I just thought, oh, well, I can't really do anything else. I have to stick at this. So, um, <laughs> but yeah. I still like doing it. It's like, you know, when you feel like sometimes oh, I don't want to do that anymore, but I sort of still want to do it. Mm. And it's quite nice. I did go for a little patch quite a few years ago. I thought, oh, I don't really want to do this anymore. I've lost the plot with it. And I think lockdown made, because you couldn't work at lockdown, yeah. it was almost like, that made me want to work more. So it's, I almost felt that it rejuvenated me in a funny sort of way because I couldn't do it. So being a bit perverse, I wanted to do it. <laughs> then I really wanted to do yeah. it. So it's like, I don't know. And then you do a couple of jobs, like say that job on Inside Number Nine, which I really enjoyed. I loved working with the boys. I loved their work ethic. So it's like you suddenly... You just feel like you you like the jobs, you like the people, you're enjoying the work that you're doing, so you're getting something out of it. You're hopefully giving something for people to look at and enjoy. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I sort of change. And then, then you do little, you know, I do little jobs, and I'm really happy doing little jobs. I don't think, oh, I'm not doing that because I'm whatever. I, I did a little bit in that It's a Sin, just for example, which I, I think I did one or two days on it, like one afternoon and then another afternoon. And actually, I I can't say I say I enjoyed it because I mean the subject was so is so important and harrowing mm. and so you know so important 
but I really, really felt like I'd given something to something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Not like you're just doing some empty-headed job. I cared, I suppose, is what I'm trying yeah. to say. <laughs> I cared about the job. So it's like, I think if you can find jobs where you care about them, you know, they're not only interesting, but, you you know, then, then it means something and you start going, well, okay, okay, perhaps I am doing something that's worthwhile. <laughs> yeah. Instead of just enjoying myself. I think it must be hopeful because... If you're busier, you know, than you've ever been, if Anne Dowd's busier than, than she's ever been, maybe that means that there are much better roles for women than there were 20 years ago. Well, yeah, I mean, I think that is that is a point. And I do think that a lot of people are now writing characters over 60, you know, because there's quite a few of us now over 60, getting on 70, you know, who are um, all working, you know. Leslie Manville, Imelda, so you know, and they're all they're all at the top of their game, mm. you know. I mean, they're really um, out there doing really good stuff as well. So, um, yeah, I think it, perhaps people have changed what they're they're making and what they're perceiving as what women can play. I, I, I don't think it's the, it's the same in America. I still think you've got to be, oh yeah, you know, whatever you've got to be. But um, I think over here we definitely, um, I do think that. They are making more stuff for mm. older women. Oh, I think I think you're absolutely right with America because you can you can actually see it in as much as the women that you're talking about, Leslie Manfield, Imelda Staunton. You know, I mean, I'm I'm far bit from me to say that I know what they're doing, but they don't look like they're under pressure to do stuff with their face. Whereas women of an equivalent age in America yeah. are having a lot yeah. of work done. At least you can still recognise her lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You've worked with both of those women in Mike Lee films. Yeah. Um, you mentioned yeah. High Hopes. High Hopes is such a great film. It's probably, I would say it's probably one in my top five Mike Lee films, which is saying something. My favourite job of all time is High Hopes. I think because it was my first Mike Lee, I had no idea what I was doing. So I was totally open to everything. You get a little bit more clever as you get, in, get older. Working with Phil Davis was fantastic because he's such a lovely, generous person and an actor and uh, Mike and I get on famously so yeah it was like an opening and to work in that way you know being that creative making everything up never having a script but actually you know just working out all in your head with Mike it was fantastic it was really fantastic yeah I was really proud of the work I thought you know it's very much of that period because we all hated Mrs. Thatcher at that period, mm-hmm. I remember. Yeah. And uh, so it was very much of the late 1980s. It was really, I thought anyway, just a real, a, a real snapshot of that period, I think, in, in a small way. Yeah. It's, it's also around the age that I started getting into Mike Lee for me. So I would yeah. have been like 14, 15 in 1988, was it, I think? Yeah, we filmed it in 88, and I think it came out in 89, yeah. And then I just immediately just, like, watched all of all of his stuff and just, just yeah. absolutely loved it, yeah. yeah. It's, in fact, we had Marion Bailey on the podcast the other day as well, who's who's married to Mike. Oh, yeah, lovely. I know Marion, yeah. I did all or nothing with Marion, yeah. I suppose you're the perfect person to, to ask this question because a lot of questions about how to work with Mike Lee. I think we know how Mike Lee works now. Does it get easier... The more you do it, or is every time you go in and it's like you've bought a new lottery ticket, every time it's, it's a new a new day? 
I feel like it gets harder. Really? <laughs> Personally, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for a start, you're older, so you're like thinking, oh, God, am I going to have to remember it all in my head without a script? Mm. That's the first worry. You start going, oh, no, you know, undermining yourself. And then, it, say, for example, when we did um, Mr. Turner, which was set in Georgian, England, London. So we were improvising in sort of Georgian type language, mm. if, if you can. So it was, it was obviously English, but it was a little bit back to front. And um, that was really tricky to learn in your head, you know, mm. because and you're running it, you know, you, you rehearse it before you do it and you run it. But it wasn't like natural. It was unnatural to learn. So, yeah, so I found that quite tricky. And because, you know, I still love doing all the rehearsal and all the creating of the character I just think that is for me that is one of the best things to do by the time you're filming it in a sense that's slightly different but I love all that first stuff learning about the character mm. trying it out and then meeting other people I do think it gets a little bit harder though it's not because you're you know what he expects you know mm. he's quite a hard taskmaster I mean he does expect a lot of you and you do you do give it to him because it's it, you want to be as good as you can be. Mm. You're quite happy that he's if he's not happy with what you're doing. You know he's very straight. You know and to the point. And, uh... <laughs> now I've always assumed that working with Mike Lee makes you a people watcher. I think actors are people watchers anyway. But I mean, do you just find yourself on the bus just thinking, "I love that. I love that." I like how she's speaking. I, I, I enjoy that expression. Do you do you find yourself with a little bag of other people's texts? No, but I did the other day, actually. I was talking to somebody and I, as I was talking to them, I thought, wow, they'd be a good character to do. So, yeah, you know, I, I did, I did, I actually did that. And when my sister came along, I went, oh, I said, I was just thinking that such and such would be a brilliant character to do. So I thought, that's one in the bag. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I do do it, yeah. I like watching people. I'm very interested in people from all different points of view. I just am interested at the way people behave and even the way they walk. You know, I always look at people and think, oh, they look like they've got a bad back or... Yeah. And that sounds a bit daft, but do you know what I mean? No, I I think that's really interesting. I'm like that I do look at people, yeah. I do look at people and I think, oh, they look, you know... They look this or they look sad or they look happy. And, and sometimes you're totally wrong. There is something else I wanted to talk to you about, something else that you've done, which is just, oh, it's just a, an absolutely perfect piece of television, which was the first series of Unforgotten. Now, you, you've done a lot of, you know, early on in your career, a lot of sort of cop drama type things. And I wondered, when you saw that script, did you immediately think this is this is different? Yeah. You see, normally when I read something, I don't that often go, oh, I really want to be in this. Sometimes I'm disappointed. I go, oh, blimey, this again. <laughs> but when I read that, I thought, oh, oh, I would like this part. You know, and I actually also felt something when I read it. So when I went for the job, the director was Andy Wilson, I had to read the scene. And that's what just one thing I'd like to say is when nowadays you have to learn everything before you go and do it. And Mm. in a funny sort of way, like even for an audition and like you do like a lot of them online and all that. And you have to learn it all. But in a funny sort of way, because you learn it, 
sometimes you don't really see what it's about because you're too busy mm. trying to learn it and it, actually reading it. So I always think casting directors and that and not really be, or it's not them, it's probably producers, that if you read it and if someone's reading it, they're going to give you a lot more than if they're trying to remember the lines, mm-hmm. you know. I don't know. I just, so I find that all a bit annoying, but. But if it, but but to actually read it with emotion, to actually mm. get emotion into the script, it's almost more than learning it because you have to be familiar with or or know what's underneath, what's between the lines. Mm. So it's not just learning the lines; it's what's the bit that's not there, you mm. know, that that you're putting in. So just to go back, when I read Unforgotten, I sort of thought, oh, I'd really like to do this, and when I went and met them and read it. I felt like I knew I knew her, you know, when you just, mm. I just felt something. Anyway, Andy obviously thought it was all right, so because they gave me the job, but um, <laughs> it was a lovely job to do. It was really lovely. I really enjoyed it. Great director and company and cast, yeah. yeah. And a lovely part. I really liked the part as well. Yeah. Um, and I, I think what's interesting about, about that role, I think she was called Liz, was she called Liz? I think maybe... You you made her sympathetic, even though there were points at which I wasn't entirely sure whether I was supposed to be sympathetic, (laughs) because obviously there are points where not just her past, but, you know, there might be something truly terrible in her past that we didn't know about. But yet I still, I mean, there were truly terrible things in her past, but she could have killed someone as well. And and I I think you really hit that sort of fine line between making her sympathetic, but also, you know, us suspicious of her at the same time. I wondered how it would be received in some respects because I thought, mm, you know, I'm, I'm playing somebody who's, you know, belonged to a, a, a right-wing group mm. who obviously was with people being violent towards black people. So it was like very... Uh, and you didn't know how much she was involved. Mm. But I felt like it was um, worth doing. Yeah. No, yeah. It, was, it was genuinely thought, excellent. Uh, You've had something else on recently as well. You've been in series two of the Nevers, which is, or you've been oh, yeah. filming series two of the Nevers. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's out yet, is it? It's not. No, I think it's out, and oh. then I think it's out in the new year. Tell me how you get on yeah. with those corsets. I don't mind a corset actually. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds a bit weird. I did like years and years ago. I did a program called Bramwell where I played nurse, this nurse, nurse car, and I did it for like over about four or five years, and I had to wear a corset for that so it's almost like my body still remembered yeah so doing the nevers was like oh okay i've got a corset on i'm a little bit fatter around there now but um i enjoyed doing the nevers yeah it's good i had a nice um yeah nice nice little bit in it funny enough i've got a couple of nice pictures on my phone i was looking at at the other day so i did a bit with james norton yes so i've got a nice picture of me and him when we did our stuff yeah yeah I, I quite like the, the second series. I thought the scripts were good. It's a shame they, they're not doing it anymore. But, um, Are they not? There you go. Um, no. I, no, I have to no, say, it was no. one of those series that I wasn't entirely sure because, you know, you know, part of my brain just goes, oh, God, more more people with superpowers. Who needs it? <laughs> but actually, I felt like it was different. It, it was making a different point. It was, uh, yeah, it was interesting. I thought I really... Yeah, and I suppose it. because it was all, all women, mm. you know, that women had the powers. It was the women who, not in charge, but trying to. Yeah. The second series is, is better than the first. 
myself. I suppose it's in the eye of the beholder. So all of this great stuff you've done, Ruth, who is there still that you'd really like to work with? I don't know. I never know what to say when someone asks me that. If it's sort of a good script of good work, I'd be more looking at that than who I want to work with. Do you know what I mean? I know you can't be totally idealistic about your jobs, in a sense, but there's an element where I do like to like the, you know, I'm not saying I, I wouldn't be in a thing I didn't like, but um, it's quite nice if, like, if it's idealistic that you're asking me. What, it'd yeah. be something with a really good script that I felt meant something, mm. you know, in society. Yeah. <laughs> you know, not just some bit of fluff. This has been absolutely fantastic, Ruth. What are you doing for Christmas? Oh, just at home. Yeah, just staying at home. How about you? Um, I'm going to my mum's house and then on a, a series of really long drives around the country because I have a big oh, but lovely. quite widely scattered family. Yeah, we're just sort of going to stay at home and just potter about, yeah, go to, probably go somewhere yeah. up the road and, yeah, nowhere special, but just seeing family. Thank you so much for your time. This has been really interesting. Thank you, Hannah. Standard issue for all women.